The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. Welcome to the Fantasy NBA Today podcast. Welcome to Fantasy NBA Today. My name is Adrian Benjamins, and I'm joined by Coach. And this episode is brought to you by Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee Company. Taste the Kona difference and head over to HawaiianIsles.com and Amazon and get some delicious coffee. Coach, how are you doing tonight? Yo, Adrian, how are you, my man? I am doing very well. I'm missing the summer league, though. I'm ready, ready to go back and see some basketball. I think this may be the quiet uh, month or six weeks of, of basketball for the for the whole year. So it's it's a little rough, but like uh, you know, our listeners know, I've been preaching it last few uh, weeks. This is the time you build some champions and dig in and do your homework. And, and so uh, hopefully we can help uh, everybody get prepared and uh, ready for basketball because, you know, it'll come around quick. Coach, you are absolutely correct. It finally feels like things have slowed down in the association. Free agencies kind of. Um, halted here. Uh, not a lot of new, like, I feel like this is the first week where there's really not a lot of news for the first time in a long time. So, uh, you know, I think this is a good time, coach, to get prepped up, get ready. And, um, I'm really excited to talk to you about the, uh, summer league guys. If you listened to last week, we went over, uh, summer league breakout players, summer league, what we, what we learned, guys we like, maybe also some guys that we don't like. Coach, I know you and I are going to get into heated debate about RJ Barrett. I'm already prepared, uh, for our debate there. But coach, before we jump into summer league players, we got some business to take care of. And the first uh, first thing, this is near and dear to my heart. There's a fourth Hoopball Dynasty League that is opening up. You guys, I play in Hoopball Dynasty League 2. Coach, you're in one of these leagues, aren't you? I am in Hoopball Dynasty 3. So yes, I am. And, and uh I'll tell you what, it is a blast. So for the listeners out there, jump in and uh, you can uh, get involved. Just jump on the forums at hoop-ball.com and, uh, and ask, you know, to be a part of that fourth Hoop Ball Dynasty League. It's, it's a blast, man. If you guys like Dynasty Leagues, if you, if you don't play in a Dynasty League but you thought about it, this is the time, you guys. I love it, and the one of the reasons why I love it is because it never ends. There's never an off season, coach. All summer long, I've been getting trade requests. Um, my league is so active; it is crazy. We're all on a group chat on this app called GroupMe, and it is nonstop every day. A great group 
group of guys, really passionate group of guys that love fantasy as much as me. And I'm telling you, coach, some of the debates we get into, like, for example, this week it was Christian Wood. Is he worth, uh, you know, somebody was going to trade like a late first round draft pick for Christian Wood, who just got cut from his team and just got picked up. Um, uh, I think he, where, where Detroit he Pistons. just got picked up by the Detroit Pistons. I mean, it is crazy to be in a group full of diehards just talking about stuff like this. I love it, coach, because it never ends. And it's really fun to play in a league where you can trade second round picks in 2021 and 2022. It, coach is so much fun. I love it. And so, you, and, and, I, and really, if you're in a fantasy basketball, whether it's uh, daily fantasy or year long leagues, however you do them, ESPN, hopefully, you know, some of our hoop ball leagues, um, I would strongly recommend you play at least one dynasty league. And it's for what you exactly said there, Adrian, because what it does is it keeps you aware of everything that's going on throughout the year. It gives you a much heightened sense of rookies and free agents, and it gives you that edge that you need for daily fantasy and for the year long. So you haven't got in a, a dynasty league yet, jump in that fourth hoop all dynasty league. I'll probably get in that one too, just to have a second. Cause uh, I had given up one that I had been in for years because we had a few of the guys uh, uh, pack it in. So uh, hopefully I'll see you guys in that league. Guys, spots are going to go really quick. So get on the forum. Uh, tell them you're interested. Make sure you, I th- I'm not sure if you need to leave your email address there, but um, get on the forum. Get in there quick because I'm sure you'll get priority as soon as you get on there. Guys, whenever we have a team that opens up in Hoopball Dynasty League 2, it gets taken quickly. These leagues are popular. And what's awesome about this, if you get in here, you get a chance to draft your team, which is awesome. I mean, it's great to take over a team, but to draft your own team and to have that team forever is so much fun you guys coach let me tell you this has been keeping me up all week this is what's going down in my league i've got the number four pick somebody offered me picks eight and nine for my number four so i right now i've been losing sleep the last couple days trying to decide if i want to i really like this guy darius garland at pick four but i really love the idea of getting a couple guys um in that eight and nine rate so these are the kind of fun things that you get when you join a league like this and uh you guys get in here a ton of fun um hey one of the other things i want to mention we're looking for um, some help over at Hoopball. We're looking for someone, if, if anyone wa- is interested in filling in the morning uh, blurb shift on the Eastern time frame, we're looking for help. Uh, make sure you follow Hoopball on Twitter because we're always posting, uh, you know, whenever we need help with anything on it, like whether it's the podcast, we're looking for talented writers. Hoopball is growing. Um it's blowing up. So get in here now. It's a ton of fun. Coach, the Hoopball crew is insane. Like everyone is, it, we're all great. Like everyone is just great. And uh, come and be a part of it, man. It's a, it's a blast. And if you're interested in, in jumping in that blurb on the East Coast, uh, uh, look up uh, at Dan, Dan Bespris. He's on our Hoopball. You can find him on Twitter or on our hoop-ball.com uh, website. 
and he'll he'll get you involved with uh, the blurbs. The blurbs are terrific. You'll see those popping up constantly on Twitter uh, and everywhere else, and it's it's just a great way to keep uh, keep in the know of, of everything that's going on. You know, especially for those guys that, that jump in to, to DFS because you know you need to know that on you know on the minute really. Yes. And coach, now that we've gotten some business out of the way, it's time for us to have some fun, man. And by fun, I mean, let's dive back into the players from Summer League. And um, if you guys have been listening to coach and I, you know that coach was in Vegas uh, for the NBA Summer League. So he was there personally. He took it all in. So he got to see a lot of these guys that we're about to talk about in person. So, um, Coach, where did we leave off last week? Well, we are with, uh, I believe, the Houston Rockets, and we've been going in alphabetical order. And and just uh, for the listeners that, that uh, didn't catch last week's show, uh, you may want to go back and, and listen to that if you want to catch the teams alphabetically prior to that. And we'll just pick up with Houston and go from there. And what we're doing is just basically stepping through each team uh, calling out a few standouts that that you know look like they're going to be uh, either impact players this year or you know future prospects uh, that are great to pick you know later in round, especially in dynasty leagues that, that may pan out. So uh, if you want to, we'll just jump right into Houston, and um, you know the first guy that that really impressed me was uh, Chris Clemens, little five foot nine guard. Uh, he averaged uh, twenty, almost twenty-one points a game, uh, and four and a half rebounds. Little dude like that, just getting getting after it. Uh, two assists and uh, over a steal and a half. I thought he was fantastic. Uh, you know, I know it's going to be tough to crack, uh, you know, the roster there, but I think he's proven enough that you know he may be able to make it. So that's one guy. Uh, you know, he's a uh, from Campbell University, he's only 21 years old, and uh, I, you know, just a guy to circle. Uh, I know we're starting off with him, but I'm telling you, this this guy's got some potential. And uh, if if he doesn't make it, you know, in the Houston system, which I think he will, uh, I know he's gonna he's gonna pan out somewhere because he's got some game. And then the other guy I wanted to mention real quick, and then I'll throw it back to you, Adrian, is is Isaiah Harten, Hartenstein, the the big guy. He was uh, back and forth. Uh, I believe he was one of the two-way guys for the Rockets last year, uh, seven-footer, uh, but he's solid. I mean, he played, uh, we watched uh, two full games where he got about 25, 26 minutes and uh, scored 16 points, nine rebounds a game, and just seems to be coming into his own. I think he's not going to be a starter in the league by any stretch, but a guy that should get some good backup center minutes uh, as the season goes on. So those were the two that I circled for Houston. I, I like both of those guys. And, you know, I'll start with Chris Clements. He was not on my radar at all, but he looked fantastic. And, you know, um, for, you know, I, I, this team, this Houston Rockets team with 
them adding Russell Westbrook, James Harden, they got Austin Rivers, Gerald Green. They're kind of loaded in the guard spot. So not really look. I think this guy will make the final roster. If not, he will definitely end up on an NBA team. Uh, I, he, I think he proved at summer league. He is, he belongs in the league. So he was a really pleasant surprise, man. I like him. Now, um, the second guy you mentioned, Isaiah Hartenstein, we knew about this guy from last year, kind of uh, blew up a little bit last year. And uh, coach, I think this guy has a legitimate shot at making the rotation uh, right behind Clint Capella. They really don't have a backup center. I think it's possible that this guy gets some backup minutes behind Capella. Now, for sta- for fantasy purposes, I don't think we're drafting either of these guys um you know maybe in a deep dynasty league isaiah hartenstein's owned or um is drafted but uh for fantasy especially in our standard redraft leagues we're not touching any of these guys but i'm really glad that you brought attention because both these guys looked really good coach a couple guys to keep an eye on for sure all right where should we go next indiana pacers um and obviously you know aaron holiday as we've We've uh, talked about on multiple occasions, he's sort of one of the guys that we both like a lot, you know, part of the Holiday Brothers and, and, you know, wasn't picked as high as I thought he'd be picked in the draft. And then last year he, he played a very minimal role. But, uh, you know, he he's really proven that that uh, he can play. I mean, he, he played three games and was just crushing it, and then they just shut him down, you know, 23 points, uh three rebounds, five assists, a couple steals. I mean, he just, uh, you know, the kid can play. He's a good defender. And uh, no no doubt in my mind he'll be in the Pacers rotation. And I know I know you feel the same because, you know, we've talked about him. Uh, the other guy I want to mention too, and then I'll let you uh, run with it, is Elise Johnson. Uh, you know, he's he was a guy we saw play. He logged uh, a ton of minutes. Uh played five games and just was super consistent. Uh, good, you know, good, solid player, youngster, uh, came out of nowhere. I, I'm not sure if he'll be there, one of their two-way contracts, but, uh, you know, he, he grabbed seven, 17 points, almost 10 rebounds a game, two assists, a steal and a half, and just, you know, he was all over the place. So, there's a name that you know no one had anywhere on their radar. It's certainly a guy uh, you know to keep an eye on for the future. Coach, you know I love Aaron Holiday. I am really high on this kid, and the only negative thing that I have to say is that um, I agree with you. He'll be in that rotation, but the question is, how deep is he going to be buried in that rotation? They just signed to Malcolm Brogdon. They added TJ McConnell. They added Jeremy Lamb. We know Victor Oladipo likely is going to miss the year or a large chunk of the year, but coach, man, I am really uh, disappointed that it looks like the Pacers have committed uh, the their point guard spot to Malcolm Brogdon for the foreseeable future. And I really thought that Aaron Holiday was going to be their their starting point guard of the future. So, um, you know, for this year for fantasy, I'm, I'm going to just, you know, I don't think Aaron Holiday will be on standard league radar, 
But um, definitely, I've got him in some deep dynasty leagues, and I'm going to still hang on to him because I think the kid's talented, and I think he's a legit point guard in this league one day. Um, and then um, I don't really know too much about Elise Johnson, but one guy I, I did want to mention is the center that they drafted, uh, Goga. And, um, you know, Coach, he was a sleeper coming into the draft. I heard a lot of people that I trust say that this guy might be one of the most talented centers in the draft. Very skilled. Coach, I got a buddy who um, he loves scouting the college and the incoming rookies. That's his thing. That's like he does it as like a hobby. And he wanted the Bulls to take Goga with like their top pick where they took Kobe White. Like he was that high on this guy. So wow. um, yeah, I I think we got to keep an eye on this guy because from what I'm hearing, he is really skilled and he could be a legit center. Now, coach, again, this guy now is buried behind Miles Turner and Sabonis. So, you know, for fantasy purposes, I don't think we're going to be drafting this guy. We're just going to keep an eye on him. But I'll tell you what, in in these di- in these deep dynasty leagues, if I got an open spot, I might find a roster spot for this guy. Well, I'll yep. tell you what, you know, from what I had read just a couple days ago, uh, you know, as we talked about last week, they're 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 really going to try to to place a bonus at the four alongside Turner. That's their projected starting lineup, which, you know, leaves that backup center, uh, those those minutes available. And, you know, listening to Schmitz on, on ESPN, who's sort of the, the rookie and overseas guru, he, he thinks Goga is is going to be a, a terrific player. And he's young. He's not, you know, he's, I believe, 20 or 21 years old. So. Uh, I think, you know, there's a potential that he could see some minutes, certainly a guy that, you know, I'm glad you brought up because he didn't play at all in summer league because uh, they were just finalizing his visa and all that stuff. But uh, now he said he signed and, you know, very well could have a shot at that backup center role, at least, you know, minimal minutes and then build from there. You know, he, he strikes me. And, and again, I haven't seen anything but clips and and then just listening to some of the reports on ESPN. But he seems to be sort of, uh, you know, in the mold of, of, of uh, you know, a guy that can stretch the floor a little bit and, you know, hit the glass, uh, you know, like you would expect from a lot of the guys that come over. Most of those guys, even the big fellows, can shoot it. So, you know, he might be a good ad for them. Yeah, very skilled guy, um, you know, it, he he won the Euro League's Rising Star Trophy. He averaged twelve points, six point four rebounds, two point three blocks. So I, of course, I love centers that get blocks. And what's also nice, coach, he can shoot it. He's got an outside shot. He can hit three pointers. So very skilled big man. You know, the Pacers used an eighteenth, their eighteenth pick in the draft on this kid. Uh, President Kevin Pritchard said after the draft that they aren't planning on like uh, having him as a draft and stash player. They see him um, on the team uh, participating already from the get go. So I like your take coach on he could be the backup center for them. So keep an eye on this guy. But from what I heard, man, um, I, I mean, I heard he, that 
on draft day, people were telling me he could jump into the top 10. Super, I, I, Coach, I was really hoping he would land on a team that really needed a center so he might be able to get a starting role right off the bat. But you know what? I think this could be a really good fit for him to develop landing on the Pacers, learning from guys like Miles Turner and Sabonis. I think it could be really good for him, Coach. I'm with you, brother. Let's All right, where should we go next? Jump on to the L.A. Clippers the favorites to win the NBA championship right now. Uh, who'd ever think you'd be saying that? Uh, I, that's amazing to me. It's, this has been the craziest offseason. It's been so much fun. Uh, really, I only have one guy from the Clippers that, that showed me, uh, you know, that he, he's ready for the league. And it it is definitely about 82 points in Scrabble when you put his first and last name together. <laughs> and the announcer at Summer League had the worst time. Uh, he he actually threw out an F-bomb accidentally by trying to pronounce his first name. I'm serious. It was hysterical. But it's Mifondu Cabangeli is the uh-huh. way it's pronounced, and or pretty close to that. But he, you know, we saw him play a couple of, of, of games where he was just super consistent. I mean, 17 points a game, shot a good percentage, eight rebounds a game, a block and a half, a couple steals, uh, just really hustles, uh, super, uh, you know, young guy out of Florida State that uh, – is really a little bit of a project because I, you know, I guess there's some history there, but from a talent standpoint, uh, if he gets with doc there with the Clippers, great coach, I think this guy could turn out to be a rotation player for them by the end of the season. So I got some bad news for Clipper rookies. Uh, If you're a rookie and you're on the Clippers, it does not look so great for you. And let me tell you why. This team is loaded. Coach, let me read off their second unit. This is their second team. Lou Williams, Rodney Magruder, Mo Harkless, Jamichael Green, and either Zubak or Harrell, depending on who starts. Coach, uh, this team is ridiculous, man, and we know they are going for it right now. So, you know, for fantasy purposes, I hate to say it, I won't even look at a rookie that is on the Clippers because they are so deep. They're in win-now mode. I really don't think any rookies, you know, Coach, there may be times where they like, the game's out of hand and they're, like, 30 points up. Maybe we see some Jerome Robinson and Terrence Mann, and uh, I'm not even going to try to pronounce it, which, by the way, Coach, you did a phenomenal job <laughs> of pronouncing that name. Mafondu so, Cabangeli, not, not a tough one, but honestly, he was by far the best player on their, their summer league roster. So I'm with you, man. The Clippers are deep. They're win now, but a guy to keep an eye on for the future. Definitely uh, Dynasty League late stash. Mm-hmm. And you know, I'm still, uh, I'm still hoping that Jerome Robinson uh, pans out. You know, uh, it's been a roller coaster, real up and down. I think you know when they drafted him uh, two drafts ago, I was really uh, was really excited and really optimistic that he was going to be good. And we just, I mean, I don't really think he's gotten the opportunity yet. And and as I said, with this team, just 
being so stacked, um, it just kind of buries his timeline. Even yeah, he just he did not look like he had the it factor, man. He, yeah. he only shot thirty five percent from the field, seventeen for forty eight for summer league, and yeah, he I just did. didn't look crisp. I mean, you know, uh, two assists per game. I mean, I you know, there's just sort of you can see that. And it really stands out in summer league, the guys that are the big show and the guys that are probably going to be G League and playing over in Europe. And I think Jerome Robinson is probably one of those guys. All right, coach. Let's uh, jump over to the, the other team in Los Angeles. What do you think of the Lakers? Is there another team in Los Angeles? <laughs> I mean, it's sort of a waste of time for them. It's not that the Clippers are the, the deal. but coach, uh, coach, L.A. has become the new mecca of hoops, man. We got two teams that uh, could possibly win the NBA Finals. We got the Drew League going on down here. The Big Three is happening over here. Coach, L.A. is where it's at right now. L.A. is always where it's at, man. You guys out there, I'll tell you, you got it all going. You get it all, including the earthquakes. <laughs> yeah, not fun. Not fun. No, no, no. But anyway, the Lakers, um, you know, it's it, it's really hard to say. I mean, they're again, they're in the win-now win mode as well. But, uh, you know, Taylor Horton Tucker did not play in summer league. I know they think a lot of him. Uh, you know, Really, the, the only two guys that showed up to me uh, were were Jordan Caroline and and Zach Norvell. Devonte Kaycock was was not bad as also the three of them did decently. They were all double digit scoring and and played the majority of the minutes. But I don't see any of those guys uh, bumping the roster. To, I think they'll be G League guys, you know, down the road. Similar to the Clippers situation, uh, Lakers stacked as well, in win-now mode as well. I really am not excited about any rookie here. Uh, Coach, anytime the Lakers were on TV, I tried watching, and I didn't know a lot of the guys, and I got kind of bored. So I do got to admit, man, they, you know, um, summer league-wise, they were not one of the teams that I was looking forward to watching on TV uh, during the Vegas Summer League, but um, I'm 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 glad you, that you noted these guys. I'm going to keep an eye on them. I've you know being here in Southern California, I get to see a lot of Lakers. So um, let's see. You know, maybe they'll uh, again, maybe they'll blow out some teams, and we'll get a chance uh, to see some of these young rookies. Possibly, you never know. But uh, all right, let's jump to the Grizz, the champs. They they uh, were the champions and well-deserved. They they played very well. Uh, we saw them play a couple of full games, and, uh, you know, they were loaded. Obviously, uh, Brandon Clark was uh, the MVP of both the league, uh, Summer League, and the MVP of the championship game, uh, and just – was fantastic. I mean, stats wise, uh, doesn't even tell the story. I mean, he did everything 15 points a game, shooting uh, upper 50s in the percentages, getting grabbing 10 rebounds, a couple of assists, two blocks per game, and just looked like a, a monster. So, uh, what a fantastic pick. Uh, a guy that I thought would be good, but never. Uh, thought that 
you know, he, he had that much ability. So he was just, uh, he was something to see. I'll let you comment on him before I mention the other guys, just because oh, he was stand up. I want to talk about Brandon Clark, coach. I, this guy looked good. And, you know, uh, call me crazy, man. I might be drafting him in some standard leagues. Um, you know, Jaron Jack. We know Jaron Jackson Jr. is going to start, and Jonas Valanciunas, but he could. I think he's going to get some backup minutes right away. And you know, he's he's a little bit older as a rookie. I believe he's 22 years old. I'm I'm guessing that off the top of my head. I'm not looking so. Um, I apologize if that's incorrect, but that to me, coach, means he's he's more ready to go. He he's ready to contribute right now. Man, he is so active. Um, you know, one of the things that concerned me is he didn't measure super long at the combine. Um, his uh his wingspan was not super long, but coach, he gets after it. He is so active on the boards, he loves to get blocks. I love this kid. I love the coach. You know, I shouldn't even say this because I know some of the guys in my dynasty league are listening to this show. When I told you earlier that I had a deal for moving my pick four for picks eight, nine, I'm, I'm possibly looking at Brandon Clark at pick eight or nine. That's how much I love this kid coach. I, I think you're making the right choice, man. I mean, He's he's fantastic. I, I just his motor is unbelievable. And, uh, you know, he's he's a six, eight, two, oh, seven. He is 22 years old. So you're right on the money there. You know, and, and he and he Shimura were, you know, the, the two superstars for Gonzaga last year. So he was very, very well coached coming in. And I mean, he's flat out NBA ready and he absolutely proved it in the summer league no doubt about it so. you know one of the so one of the things on draft day that i was kind of scared of is i heard he wasn't a great outside shooter he was draining threes at summer league so um he has shown um from early in his uh college career he has improved his outside shot Every single year. So, Coach, I love guys that show they put in the work and that they can improve. So I'm not going to knock this guy for not having a jump shot because I think one day he could be a good outside shooter. I, I, he sh- I mean, he was 32 for 58 in summer league, 55%. And a lot of that was facing the basket. So, I mean, you know, it, the sky's the limit for him. But, he, uh, he, is, he is on my standard league radar, guys. Uh, I'm talking at the end of your draft. If you just want to take a flyer on him, I think at some point of the season, he could emerge as um, a good, like, early, late round type value guy. So, um, you know, even in my standard league, like 10 to 12 team leagues where I'm not drafting him, he's going to be on my watch list from the start of the season. Well, for the rest of you guys that are going to get in the hoop ball for dynasty league with me, I am not going to let him go to the very end of the draft. I'm just going to tell you right now because Memphis is in a rebuild and this guy is part of their future flat out. Oh man. You know, I hope nobody's listening. That's going to pick him ahead of me. (laughs) Speaking of, can I just say how amazing it is that the Grizzlies went from the grit and grind era of Marcus Saul, Tony Allen, Mike Conley, and 
their reload and rebuild has been outstanding and so fast. Like, coach, are you kidding me? They're now, they are now restarting with JJJ, Ja Morant, and Brandon Clark looks like he could be a part of this core, man. What an outstanding young trio to now go into the new era of Memphis Grizzlies basketball. Amazing. They've done a fantastic job. They really have. I mean, it's very seamless transition into a, a, a team of the future. Let me throw out a few other names, you know, that, that stood out for me that I think have potential down the road. You know, Tyler Harvey played very well, uh, uh, you know, just played across the board, consistent. Uh, Utah Watanabe did not play uh, in Vegas, but he played in the, the summer league prior to, and uh, they, they shut him down and, and signed him, I believe, to the, uh, one of their two ways. He's got a ton of potential. And then a guy that played some last year uh, was impressive, Bruno Caboclo, who, you know, we talked, we touched on him a few different times. Certainly still a little raw, but definitely some big upside potential uh, for him down the road. One guy that was was shockingly bad was Grayson Allen. I mean, he just, he did not shoot well, 21 for 61 from the field. He looked out of sorts at times. He got thrown out of a a game again for uh, one of those temper, uh, anger management issue things. And I just, I feel for that guy. I don't know what the deal is, but, you know, I, I would assume he may be ticketed for, Europe or or something else because I just don't see a path for him at this point. Man, really disappointed by Grayson Allen, coach. I saw that cheap shot he took. I've I forget who he took it on, and you know we know he's got a uh, he's got an extensive history of that over in at Duke. So um, really disappointed to see that man because you know um, where he's at he he doesn't need to be doing that and that's definitely not going to help him but coach i'm going to try to be optimistic i'm going to try to look at the glass as half full he is talented he's got skill coach one of the things that shocked me at his combine a year ago he is really athletic i didn't know he was so athletic so you know i think on this rebuilding Memphis Grizzlies team, I think he does have a chance to prove himself and to to prove that he belongs in this league. So I'm hoping he starts making wiser choices and decisions, and I'm hoping he shows this season that he belongs because the Grizzlies, this Grizzlies team is a place where I think he can make that happen. I hope so. I mean, you know, it's it's a shame. I just it's all between the ears for that kid. Because like you say, he certainly has the ability, but I mean, this isn't just something that's happened once or twice or three times. I mean, we're talking about, you know, over a long period of time now, a couple of years. So, you know, something needs to be addressed there. But uh, from what I saw, uh, I just, he did not look like somebody that that belonged in in the big show, but we'll see what happens. One last thought on the uh, Grizzlies gonna be one of my league pass teams must watch league pass teams i'm uh when i think about this upcoming season and when i get excited grizzlies one of the teams why so can't wait to see this team coach i don't blame you and they were the only team that had their actual real coach coaching them 
and they happen to win it. So don't ever underestimate coaching. I, I tell people all the time, not just because I go by coach, but because it is, you know, you can never put too much value on how important a coach is. But their new coach uh, seemed to really have the ear of all the guys, even Job Moran, who wasn't playing, was real in tune with everything during every timeout. And, uh, you know, and after the game, they had a big celebration in the locker room and they were all jumping around pouring stuff on the coach. So I, I think they've got a good chemistry and, and a good uh, nucleus. I don't, you know, I'm, I'm with you. I'll be watching them a lot on, on the ticket. Oh, futures bright in Memphis. All right, coach, where are we heading next? Miami Heat. And, uh, you know, three guys stood out to me, you know, that uh, really were consistently huge scorers. They were just popping it left and right. Kendrick Nunn, who had a a monster, uh, some monster games, uh, threw a triple-double in there, uh, was very consistent, has some potential. Tyler Hero, who we've talked about multiple times now, uh, was really one of the standouts of the entire summer league. I know he was this the single reason that uh, the trade didn't go down uh, because when they they were going to trade uh, Butler, they were insisting on getting uh, Tyler Hero, and they refused to put him in the deal. So that's how much they think of him. So he's he's a a guy that will mark my words. Uh, get some solid minutes for and probably be in the rotation for the heat this season. So that's a guy worth drafting. And then the third guy, just he's a volume shooter, but the dude just can flat out score. I'm not sure where he'll land, but somebody to circle is Duncan Robinson, a Michigan kid that that played for beeline. You know, he, he poured in 18 points a game uh, just unconscious from you know three four feet behind the line and uh you know just has a nose for the ball also you know grabs some rebounds and assists so those are the three guys that really stood out to me but uh i think hero is really going to be the real deal what a i mean they took him pretty high in the draft and when they took him i thought wow that's a little high but now i think it was a little low i mean he can play yeah, I agree with you. Heat selecting Tyler Hero at pick 13. And man, it, if I if any player in Summer League improved their stock, it's this guy. Coach, he could shoot it from deep. He is going to be, I think he's going to be one of the best outside shooters. Like when you um, think of the best outside shooters in the NBA, I think we're going to be talking about this guy one day as like in the top 10 of the best outside shooters in the NBA. I think he's that talented. And you know, one thing that's really interesting is sometimes we find in college that a really good player doesn't really show his true potential in college. A guy that comes in to mind to me is Vince Carter. It was Antoine Jameson that was the guy getting all the love and not Vince Carter. And then in the NBA, Vince Carter exploded. And I'm kind of curious, Coach, if Tyler Hero maybe falls under that category because um, in Kentucky, he wasn't the main star there. I think maybe the system... Um, you know, he played in the system and he just kind of played his role. So maybe we didn't see everything he could do because he because coach, I thought he was just like an outside shooter specialist at summer league. He showed an all around game. So um, 
I summer league. He's one of the guys that summer league showed. He, like his stock went dramatically up for me at summer league. One of the other interesting things is we heard from the Heat that um, they did not want to move Bam or Tyler Hero. That both those guys were kind of like, hey, in 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 any trade, a trade for Russell Westbrook, um, we're hearing maybe a trade for CP3. They do not want to move these guys. So, Coach, I love that they're looking at these guys, Bam and Tyler Hero, as key pieces to their core moving forward. Well, what do you think? Pat Riley and Eric Spolstra, you know, you can't get two better minds than those two guys in the game. So... I totally respect that. And I think what you said was, was exactly on, on point and, and really something uh, that, that's a great point for our, our hoop ballers that are listening to, to take into consideration. When, when you go to one of the stacked teams like Duke, North Carolina, Kentucky, you know, just a very small handful of teams, they are so laden with talent. I mean, they have the best players all over the place. And a lot of times it, they just don't shake out in the one in one and done years. And, a lot, you know, some of that has to do with just they're surrounded by so much talent. Everybody's got to get minutes, you know, and Coach Cal and those guys. I mean, even, you know, the, the old joke was who's the only guy to ever hold Michael Jordan to 15 points or less per game. And it was Dean Smith, the coach for North Carolina, because he didn't let him shoot or, or score or play enough to, to get the big points. But, um, you know, it's sort of that scenario. And, and it, you know, the, the thing with Hero is he's 19 years old. He's 6'6 and still growing. He sees the floor very well. And so besides the fact that he, I agree with you, will be in the three-point contest at some point, he's got all those other pieces. So that's the kind of guy, you know, to, to really inflate up your your uh, rankings because of, you know, basically all of the things that I just mentioned. But, you know, again, he's he's a true – I think he'll probably end up a good 6'7", 6'8". When you can do that and play guard and shoot it over people like that, you know, look out, man. He's, yeah. he's going to be – Yeah, you know what? Like I think in two or three years we're going to be drafting this guy in standard leagues like the same way we do like a J.J. Redick um, – you know, like a Kyle Korver. Um, I, hey, coach, sometimes when a guy can just shoot, I feel like he's safe, right? Like sometimes I'm like, hey, if you got a legitimate, if you can be a legitimate outside shooter and hit threes, like there's a spot for you on any team in the NBA. Like, so um, I'm telling you, like I, I always feel safer drafting guys when I know they have a good outside shot. Like Darius Garland is an example. You know, I haven't seen a lot of Garland, coach. He, um, we only saw five games from him in college. Didn't work out at the combine. Wasn't at summer league. But everything I know about him is that he's got a solid three-point shot and outside shot. And sometimes that just makes me feel safe knowing like, okay, he. He can shoot outside. I feel safe with this guy. And Tyler Hero kind of makes me feel that way too, Coach. Well, I'll tell you, you know, in Fantasy League, I I don't like guys like J.J. Redick. And I'll tell you why. Because they're so shot dependent and scoring dependent that they just – they kill you in the other categories. And, I mean, so – I don't believe Tyler Hero is going to be that that style of player. I, he sees the floor. He's going to rebound. 
he's going to be more in the mold of a Shea Gilgis Alexander as far as mm. size, ability to score. He's going to get rebounds. He's going to get steals. I mean, he's – so, you know, I'd look at him in in that sense too going forward, uh, no doubt about it. And as far as you mentioned Garland, you know, again, coming from the horse's mouth, you know, because I – that was one of my questions, you know, when I chatted with Beeline at, at Summer League is – he absolutely loves Garland, and I, his his, basically what he said without saying it to me, it sounded like Sexton and Garland are going to be the backcourt together, and he's done that for years at Michigan and Lemoyne and everywhere else he's been has played you know sort of like two uh, combo guards together that can both score. So I would I you know I don't know much about Garland, but based on on that information. I'd keep him. I I think I'd still take him in that four spot, like you've got there, brother. Yeah, and you know, uh, one thing that does kind of bum me out about Cleveland is they're they they are a little stacked at guard. Uh, I'm hearing Brandon Knight's finally healthy. You know, Brandon Knight's not old. I believe he's still in his mid twenties. So Brandon Knight's a guy that could get some tick. Uh, Jordan Clarkson is still on that roster, but I do. You know, we. Let's face it, Cleveland's not trying to win right now. And so uh, I, I really hope they commit to developing their youngsters. And from what I'm hearing too, Coach, is that they are planning on playing Sexton next to Garland, which I think is going to work because uh, one thing we learned last season is Sexton can score. And from what I'm hearing, Garland is a prototypical point guard, meaning kind of like in the vein of a Chris Paul or a Damian Lillard, like likes to, he can pass, he can shoot. He's got those, you know, those point guard skills. And so somebody like that next to Colin Sexton, that could work really well, I think, coach. Well, in, in Beeline's offense, those guys just, I mean, a lot is, everything is run through those comp, two combo guards. That's what he's always done. And they're always super successful. So I, I think you're going to see him make his mark. A lot of those guys that were getting minutes just in garbage last year, you know, I think he'll phase out. I think he'll make his mark with some of the new guys and try to create a new new unit, new culture. But, you know, we'll see how it rolls out. Um, can I just tell you, I was worried that we were maybe not going to have enough content on the show. We still got a ton of teams to talk about and we're already 45 minutes into the show coach um you and i get together and we just talk 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 like it it, i mean i'm almost wondering right now do we need to make this a three-part show because coach we still got the wizards the jazz the raptors the kings the blazers we definitely (laughs) have to make this a three three three-part series there's no doubt about it hey um, guys listening you you guys listening, let me tell you how ridiculous Coach and I are. We <laughs> thought we were going to be able to do this in one, 30 teams in one show. Um, we were suppo- Coach, we were supposed to talk about, uh, what team were we on? The Miami Heat. And you and I just went on a 10-minute tangent on the Cleveland Cavaliers right now. That's how, uh, that's how ridiculous you and I are, Coach. Um, so what do you think? Should we do – Let's do two more teams. Let's oh man. If we do two more teams, that's the Bucks and the Wolves. That means we're gonna stop at the Pelicans. And oh man, I'm really excited to talk about the Pelicans and the Knicks too, Coach. Well we'll start we'll start next week's show with, with New Orleans. So Coach, 
all week long, I've been thinking about our R.J. Barrett debate. I don't know if I could put it off another week, man. I, I, I've tempered my my uh, disdain a little bit. <laughs> oh no! I, no I wanted to get I wanted to get your disdain in full strength. I, I, I've softened a little bit oh. on R.J. Barrett. I, I, I'm not sold, but I, I'm not like. I'm not using the bust word anymore. Uh, All right. Well, I'll tell you what, Coach. Let's do two more teams. I think let's do the Bucks and the Timberwolves, and then we'll do next. We'll start off next week on the Pelicans. Perfect. Uh, The Bucks will be super simple because they they were awful. Um, (laughs) One the one guy that played okay, I thought consistently was Jock Landell. I don't know. You know, if he'll it'd be a two-way guy or, I mean, I doubt he'll make the roster, but he looked like a player. I mean, he's, he's 19 points a game, shot 55% from the field, seven rebounds, very, very uh, reasonable statistics. And somebody, you know, just do a little research on him, uh, somebody to keep an eye on maybe for next season. Other than that, you know, a lot of their guys were disappointing. I was expecting – uh, a lot from Bonzi Colson, uh, definitely uh, Sterling Brown, who who played uh, started for Milwaukee for a portion of last year. He was very uh, average, and uh, you know DJ Wilson was actually terrible, and he was a guy who was high on everybody's list last year. I mean, you know, we're talking he's averaged six points, three rebounds a game, and and just didn't get it done. So. Uh, I'm not sure what the the deal is there. If the Bucks see the depth there, and these guys are just uh, bailing, or what the deal is, but uh, not not a lot of uh, not a lot of stepping up by the young Bucks. Yeah, I'm really not excited about any of the Bucks rookies. Uh, and again, another one of these teams that's in win now mode. That's got a really uh, strong starting lineup and some. Deep bench players too, with George Hill. Um, we they added Robin Lopez. They got Ilya Sova, Pat Connington coming off the bench. So, um, not one of these teams where I'm really uh, excited about any of their rookies. As you said, DJ Wilson was like that one guy last season that I always had an eye on, and I feel like. Um, at least on this team, it's not going to happen for him in the near future. So I'm really not excited about any of their youngsters, Coach. I'm with you, man. Let's jump to the T-Wolves because I'm really excited about this team for for one specific guy. But let me mention the two obvious guys right off the bat. Obviously, Josh Okogie, who, uh, you know, really plays into the 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 plans for Minnesota going forward. He was really consistent, and I'll tell you what, that kid can play defense. He is a ter- terrific defender. Just, you know, uh, one of the – I think a guy that will be a future, uh, you know, couple of uh, all-defensive team-type uh, possibilities, but he was solid out there. Just, you know, ran the show, consistent – Still has to, you know, shoot the ball better. That's the only problem. He just that, and that's what's held him back. He, he, you know, his range. He just does not shoot the ball well enough yet. And you know, that's the only thing. Everything else can jump out of the building. Like I said, phenomenal defender, 
sees the floor. He's a good leader. They were all looking to him. But, you know, he's got to get past that hurdle of shooting the ball. I mean, believe it or not, 11 for 37, and I'm bragging about him. He shot 30%. But, again, he just he was a leader out there. But once he, he gets past that sh- uh, sh- shooting barrier, I think he's going to be a nice player in the league. Um, and, and I'll let, let you comment on him and, and my, the other guy, Kata Bates-Jop, who – Obviously, you know, uh, got some minutes last year. He was consistent and solid, too. Looks like a player. Uh, you know, block a game, scored 10, 11 points, five, six rebounds. I don't think he'll be a big producer or maybe not even be in the rotation this year. But I know they think highly of him uh, for the future. So I don't know if you have comments on those two before I give you my Number one favorite sleeper in all of summer league. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, I, Josh Koji. I love this guy. Um, I have him on my team in Hoop Ball Dynasty League Two, and so I have invested interest in Josh Koji. Coach, anytime I get an opportunity to see him play, I am watching um, because I want to see this guy develop. Kind of reminds me is like a poor man's Trevor Ariza. And the only reason why I say that is because, as you said, Coach, doesn't have that knockdown outside shot yet. But if he can add that to his game, he will be deadly. And one of the things I love about him, Coach, two-way player, plays D. So um, you get those defensive stats, does a little bit of everything, can rebound, can pass. So if he can just get that scoring and that 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 outside shot, he will become a really nice fantasy player. So I really like him. Um, you know, for standard leagues, though, this, men, this Minnesota Timberwolves team is pretty deep. So not really on my radar yet for standard leagues. Will definitely be on my watch list. But on deep dynasty leagues, I think he's a must-own guy because I think one day he will be a solid player in this league. Um, Bates Diop, you know, I I don't know about him, Coach. Uh, Bob Cov, Noah Vonley. Carl Anthony Towns, Gorgie Dang. They they also added Jordan Bell, a guy that I like a lot. So I yeah. don't know, man. He, I do see the potential with uh, Kata Bates-Diop, but I don't know if it's going to happen for him this season. And uh, he may need to end up on another team to really flourish and thrive and break out. I don't know if it's going to happen on the uh, Timberwolves. And one last thought here. What is going to happen with the Minnesota Timberwolves? You know, is it possible that this team blows it up? I don't think Jeff Teague is really a part of their future. We heard that they're trying to move Andrew Wiggins, which is not going to be easy to do because his contract is ugly. But, you know, if this team did decide to blow it up, then I think we could really um, we could really up the value of some of their rookies. And, Coach, I know you want to get to this next guy, and I want to hear you too because I'm excited about this next guy. All right, this this was the youngest player in Summer League, 18 years old. He somehow, some way went undrafted because there were, uh, I guess, some rumblings, you know, he caused a little trouble or something, I don't know, in his past. But his name is Nas Reed, and he's a big man. And I'm telling you, he looks like, I mean, he is 
a big man. I'm talking six nine, six ten, about two eighty, and and uh, just an incredible athlete. Um, he is definitely the steal of of a signing of an undrafted uh, free uh, a, a rookie. Uh, he just he was all over the floor, dominated the paint. They went to him on uh, you know uh, in crunch time. Uh, he only played like twenty minutes a game and still averaged twelve point six rebounds, two assists. He had some beautiful pass, a couple of blocks, and he's just a monster. And he's only eighteen. Um, I, just amazing. I, I think. Put a massive circle around him. Uh, I think that you will see that that this this guy will eventually be the backup to Towns and and get some minutes in Minnesota. Now again, he's eighteen. He was undrafted, and you know I'm sure they're going to bring him along. But the guy can shoot the three. He knocked down some threes at that size, so he's a like a stretch four, stretch five. And just, uh, I'm telling you, I probably most most of our hoop ballers haven't heard of him, but uh, Nas Reed, R E I D, and uh, do a little research on him, grab him and stash him because this guy's going to be an NBA player. You know, to show how much the Timberwolves like this kid, they have signed him to a multi-year deal, which you do not see very often from an undrafted young 18-year-old rookie coming to the NBA. So that tells you, Coach, that the Timberwolves want to like kind of lock him up in the near future and develop him and see what they got here. Like That kind of shows you that they see something here. So um, I think you're right on. And uh, I want to touch on one last guy before we get out of here, and that's Jarrett Culver. Um, this guy, uh, you know, was really disappointed that we didn't get to see him at Summer League because I thought he was healthy uh, when he got drafted and going into Summer League. And so to hear that he's not going to play because he wants to focus on getting fully integrated into the, the Timberwolves system, I mean, it made no sense to me, Coach, because how, like, when you're playing at Summer League with the Summer League squad, with the um, team's coaching staff, aren't you getting integrated right there? So, was really disappointed we didn't get to see this guy play, but guys, he's on my radar because I think it's there's a possibility he could play a decent role on this team from the get-go and um you know they took him really really high they took him with the number six overall pick in this draft so um coach i got an eye on Jarrett culver in standard leagues he's on my radar really late in standard leagues as a guy to draft if if he's gonna start if he's gonna get decent minutes um on this team i think he could be standard league relevant from the get-go what do you think of Jarrett culver Oh, I, I love him. I mean, he, you know, six seven kid. He led Texas Tech to the the finals in the NCAA last year. Fantastic defender. Uh, definitely a two way player. He needs to get a little bit more consistent with his outside jumper. But no doubt, I think you know when you take a guy that high and he has those kind of accolades. Uh, I'm with you though. I, I can't for the life of me figure out. And, and again, maybe we missed something where. 
there was some type of injury or something, but I haven't heard of anything like that. So why he didn't uh, play in there? Maybe he was dinged a little. I don't know, but I'm with you. I think he'll. I think he'll be, uh, you know, drafted and in, uh, in leagues and expected to uh, to get minutes right away. No question about it. So yeah, I'm I'm on the Culver bandwagon. I think that uh, you know you can expect him to contribute year one, and I think he's got some some really good potential. But don't forget my man, Nas Reed. All right, Coach. Any closing thoughts on part two of our Summer League player review? Well, let's let's close out with this if we can, because I know we're right on the hour spot because it, I don't want it to be such old news because we'll be three weeks in. I just wanted to you know go over the first and second team all Summer League players, and then I wanted to throw in – three guys that I felt deserved to be on this list as well. Uh, just real quickly, the, the first team, obviously, uh, and we'll talk about some of these guys, the teams we haven't hit on yet, but uh, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, uh, Gilgis Alexander's cousin, was unbelievable. I mean, just like ridiculously unbelievable. Um, first team, Jared Allen, which I was surprised that he played so much, but he did, and he played well. Brandon Clark, who we talked about in depth, uh, was awesome. Uh, Kendrick Nunn, who, you know, I made a big fuss over for the Heat, uh, really stepped up. Uh, I think and definitely earned a spot on the Heat team. And then our, our hoop ball favorite and Dan Besbris's adopted son, Mitchell Robinson, <laughs> was, <laughs> was on the first team, and he did block pretty much every shot in the paint. Uh, second team, Chris Boucher from the Raptors was awesome. We'll touch on him a little more next week. Uh, very, very polished player. I think he'll be a major player for the Raptors this year. Uh, one of my favorites, uh, Roy Hashimura, uh, who was the, the running mate with Brandon Clark at Gonzaga last year, looks super polished, strong, just ready for the NBA. I, he'll be right in the rotation there, if not starting. So he was awesome. Then, of course, you know, Jackson Hayes, who I went berserk for, the dunk jumped over the guy. Was He, he played with more energy than anybody I think I've seen in, in years. He was just all over the floor. I mean, he's obviously, you know, going to get in some foul trouble and, and make some mistakes, but I think he'll be – he'll get legit minutes, uh, you know, maybe back up Okafor or beat him out. Who knows uh, at the beginning of the year with the Pelicans at center – uh, but he was great. He's on the second team. Anthony Simons for the Trailblazers. Uh, Simons, not Simmons. So many people call him Simmons. But that kid can really play. I I was blown away. He was 30 points a game for the games he played. And uh, no doubt in my mind, he's going to crack uh, the rotation as a backup uh, with with Lillard and uh, and CJ out there. That That kid's really going to be good. And then a guy that we've talked a lot about, Lonnie Walker for the Spurs. I mean, buried with like six great guards with San Antonio, but he was totally lights out, really deserved uh, first team uh, acknowledgement, but uh, was a second team member. And so those were the 10 guys that made first and second team. Three guys I wanted to throw in, I've already mentioned all of them in other conversations, but I felt deserved to be part of this was Tyler Hero, Chris Clemens and Aaron Holiday. So really that was the bunch I wanted to mention this week. So 
we're not such old news next week when we go over the rest of the teams. Um, and the last two things I want to mention in closing, a couple things that I think mark down as fantasy owners and drafters. Uh, Czech Diallo signed with the Suns. I think that's a cool signing for them. I think he'll get some minutes and be a contributor there right away. One of my personal favorite guys, Christian Wood, uh, was moved on from from the Pelicans but signed with the Pistons for two years. I think he'll be a nice backup piece uh, with Griffin and, and Drummond in Detroit. And as I mentioned last week, I was really impressed with how well and hard Cameron Payne played for the Mavericks, but I knew that they did not have a spot for him. But luckily, uh, they, they did sit him out the last game, and Toronto offered him a contract. And I think he'll jump right in and get some minutes with the Raptors in that rotation. So that's it, man. That's all I got for you. Woo, Coach, you know, when we were done last week with Summer League Player Review Part 1, I got a little bummed out when I looked ahead to next week's show because I was like, man, why didn't we start with these guys? And, Coach, I feel the same way again. Just super quick, I can't wait to dive into – We, you know, we only saw nine minutes of Zion. But, Coach, I want to talk to you about – some Zion stuff. A lot has been made about his weight. I'm going to save that for next week. Uh, Mikel Alexander Walker. I cannot wait to talk to you about this guy. He blew me away. So I can't wait coach. I've been, I've been itching to get into our RJ Barrett debate. I can't believe I got to wait another week for that. Can't I'll talk even it. more by next week. Next week, oh, no. next week I'll be a fan. <laughs> See, that's what I'm scared of, but that's okay. And Mitchell Robinson, Kevin Knox, RJ Barrett. Um, I want to talk a little bit about the Thunder um, because with them going into rebuild mode now, um, stack. Uh, trading Paul George, trading Russell Westbrook, getting all these draft picks. I'm curious if there's some young pieces we need to look out for there. The Magic, I want to hit you up about Mo Bamba. Coach, in Philly, there's a guy named Zaire Smith who looked really good in Summer League. He's highlighted on my list, um, on your list as well. The Suns, the Blazers, you mentioned Anthony Simons. Coach, when they drafted this guy last year, he was a raw project he looks way more than that now he looks like a legitimate going to be solid prospect now like he looks like a a real deal guy in the making so things are looking really good for him and uh so coach this is just oh a guy that caught my eye that i can't wait to talk to you about tony bradley of the utah jazz every single time this guy played he bald he is a double double machine and um you know a little bit of a bummer that he's behind rudy gobert but also he could be the guy of the future there and and maybe a good thing that he's learning from a really great center in rudy gobert if he could pick up that defensive uh multiple defensive player of the year rudy gobert if he could pick up some of that from him that only makes him better. And lastly, coach, the Washington Wizards, a group of guys I want to talk about. 
I love Troy Brown Jr. on my 2014 Dynasty League in Hoop Ball 2. Love what I saw from him before he went down with an injury. Um, I still don't know how serious that injury is, by the way. My fingers are crossed that it's nothing serious. So, Coach, we have so much to talk about next week. As I said, I'm a little depressed. Uh, I feel like each week has been a buildup, and next week is going to be epic coach so i cannot wait for next week i just think the funniest thing is that the two of us thought we could do this <laughs> in one show what in the heck were we thinking brother uh, okay coach well let's let's wrap a bow on this let's get out of here where can everyone find you at i am at joe sarvati j-o-e-s-a-r-v-a-d-i also known as coach on twitter and uh, you can catch me in the forums on in uh on who dashball.com don't forget to jump in that fourth dynasty league and uh, sign up for uh if you're interested in the blurbs on the east coast and we are excited to get the third part of this uh next week and uh and take it from there brother it's yours i'm really excited for next week coach uh hit me up on twitter i'm at adrian benjamins we love hearing from you guys thank you guys so much for listening and for supporting the show for supporting hoopball do not forget to, to jump on that forum if you want to join Hoop All Dynasty League 4. It is a ton of fun, you guys. I love the league that I'm in. I'm almost tempted, Coach, to get into another league, but my wife will kill me if I got another league fee that I got to pay. Um, so jump in there, guys. We will see you guys next week. Thank you guys so much. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.